program is brought to you in living color on NBC. For the next hour, sit quietly and we will control all that you see and hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, you guys! Once upon a time in the project. Welcome to Tube Tunes. In the early 1950s, if you wanted to watch and enjoy a Western drama on TV, you pretty much had to be a kid. The Westerns of the day, such as The Lone Ranger, The Cisco Kid, Hopalong Cassidy, The Gene Autry Show, The Roy Rogers Show, Annie Oakley, they were all geared towards the younger set, often airing on afternoons or in pre-bedtime early evening slots. That all changed on September 10, 1955, when the most famous cowboy of them all, John Wayne, introduced TV audiences to a new concept in television drama, the adult western. Good evening. My name's Wayne. Some of you may have seen me before. I hope so. I've been kicking around Hollywood a long time. I've made a lot of pictures out here. All kinds. And some of them have been westerns. And that's what I'm here to tell you about tonight, a western. A new television show called Gunsmoke. No, I'm not in it. I wish I were, though, because I think it's the best thing of its kind that's come along. I hope you'll agree with me. It's honest, it's adult, it's realistic. When I first heard about the show Gunsmoke, I knew there was only one man to play in it, James Arness. He's a young fella and Maybe new to some of you, but I've worked with him and I predict he'll be a big star. So you might as well get used to him, like you've had to get used to me. And now I'm proud to present my friend Jim Arness in Gunsmoke. In this episode, I'll look at that western along with nine other westerns of the 1950s. We'll listen to the iconic theme tunes, we'll learn a bit about the composers, we'll also explore the series themselves, the casts, the series histories, and fun facts about all of them. There's a lot to cover in this episode I call Go West, Old Man, Themes of the Adult Westerns, Part 1. I am Mark, and this is Tube Tunes, so let's get started. Come on, you know the tunes. I try to remember that if they'd argued a little, they might not be here. Arguing doesn't fill any graves. Take me, I'm a U.S. Marshal. How many times I'd rather have argued than gone for guns? Take Dodge City over there. Gomorrah of the Plains, they call it. Jump-off spot. People coming and going all the time, good, bad, and worse. Temper's high. A man'll draw his gun quicker to prove a point than he'll draw on his logic. That's where I come in, whether they like it or not. They draw their guns, somebody's got to be around. Somebody on the law side. The Lord knows they hate that. The first series I want to tell you about today is Gunsmoke. Probably the best known of all TV westerns, certainly the longest running, ran for 20 years on CBS, from September 10, 1955 until September 1, 1975. 635 episodes. Mind-boggling. The show was about Marshal Matt Dillon as he provided protection and philosophical guidance to the citizens of Dodge City, Kansas, along with his deputy Chester B. Good and later Festus Hagen. Also in the town were Kitty Russell at the Long Branch Saloon and, of course, the crusty old doctor Galen Adams. The series starred James Arness as Marshal Matt Dillon. Arness, born May 26, 1923, died June 3, 2011 at the age of 88, best known for this role. 
also known for being the brother of actor Peter Graves of Mission Impossible fame. Join. You like movies about gladiators? Arnest was also a friend of actor John Wayne. Now, Wayne was offered the role of Matt Dillon originally, but turned it down because he did not want the grind of a weekly television series. So he offered his friend Arnest to portray the role. Arnest was probably best known before that for playing the creature in the 1951 movie The Thing from Another World. Also in the cast was Amanda Blake as Kitty Russell from 1955 to 74. She actually left the series at the end of the 19th season. Milburn Stone as Doc Galen Adams. Stone actually won an Emmy in 1968 for Best Supporting Actor in a Drama for this role. And he's the only other cast member besides Arnest to stay with the show for the entire run. Also in the cast, Dennis Weaver as Chester B. Good from 55 to 64. Very well-known TV actor after he left Gunsmoke. Starred in his own series, Kentucky Jones, Gentle Ben. Probably best known for McLeod. Ken Curtis played Festus Hagen from 64 to 75. Buck Taylor played Newly O'Brien from 1967 to 75. Taylor was born May 13, 1938, still with us today at the age of 77. He's the son of character actor Dub Taylor. And Burt Reynolds played Quint Asper from 62 to 65. Reynolds, of course, a famous movie actor born February 11, 1936, still with us at the age of 79. He starred in many movies over the years. Smoking the Bandit, Cannonball Run, Boogie Nights. Earlier, he had starred in Riverboat, and then after Gunsmoke, starred in his own series, Hawk, Dan August. striker out of this world and evening shade some fun facts about gunsmoke well it was the longest running primetime network scripted series at 20 seasons until the simpsons eclipsed the record in 2009 It still holds the record for the most episodes from a primetime network scripted series, 635. However, The Simpsons could beat that record in 2018 if it is renewed for a 29th season. It's currently in its 27th. The series and the star, James Arness, were introduced to TV audiences on air by movie cowboy John Wayne at the beginning of Gunsmoke's debut episode. This show, together with The Life and Legend of Wyatt Earp, which premiered four days earlier, ushered in the era of the adult Western drama. Gunsmoke ran as a radio show originally from 1952 to 1961. William Conrad portrayed the role of Matt Dillon. Conrad, best known for starring in the 1971 series Canon. Canon. Starring William Conrad. He also narrated the Rocky and his friends in Bullwinkle show cartoons. Rocky and Bullwinkle's attempts to find a rocket fuel to take them to the moon has certainly raised a fuss, especially on the moon itself. Gunsmoke was actually slated for cancellation in 1967, its 12th season. But CBS founder and CEO William Paley, who was a fan of the show, ordered it to be moved to Monday nights. It had been on Saturday nights for its entire run up to that point. After it was moved to Monday, the show shot up to the top of the ratings and ran for another eight years. Now let's talk about the theme song. The theme song is called The Long Trail. It was composed by Rex Curry, K-O-U-R-Y. Curry, born March 18, 1911, died May 29, 2006 at the age of 95. His theme for the radio series was used during the closing credits of the TV series Gunsmoke throughout its entire run. But the opening title music was a variation of that theme, often arranged at various times by composers and conductors Fred Steiner or Morton Stevens. Now let's take a listen to the theme music. This is the 1961-65 opening title theme music.
The next series I want to tell you about is The Life and Legend of Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp premiered on ABC September 6, 1955, just four days before Gunsmoke, and its final telecast was September 16, 1961, ran for six seasons. 226 episodes at 30 minutes were produced. The series was a lavishly produced drama based more or less on the daily life of Marshall Wyatt Earp, a real-life marshal who lived first in Elmsworth, Kansas, then later in Dodge City, Kansas, and Tombstone, Arizona. The show starred Hugh O'Brien as Marshall Wyatt Earp. O'Brien, born April 19, 1925, still with us today at the age of 90. This show became a very big hit and made Hugh O'Brien a star, but he only worked again in another series, Search, in 1972. This series is one of the best examples of the adult Western genre. It's the most realistic of the adult Western dramas of the 50s, showing the lawlessness that existed in small towns when crooked lawmen were made up of gangsters. The series substituted more action sequences into the scripts in place of the philosophical conflicts depicted on other adult Westerns, such as Gunsmoke. And it was produced by Warner Brothers, and all of the Warner Brothers Western series of the 1950s were completely scored individually, and this series was no exception. The final five episodes of the series in 1961 depicted the famous shootout at the OK Corral. The theme music was composed by Harry Warren, who was born December 24, 1893, died September 22, 1981, at the age of 87. He was a very famous songwriter. Wrote, We're in the Money, Jeepers Creepers, You Must Have Been a Beautiful Baby, Chattanooga Choo Choo, Lullaby of Broadway, which was an Oscar winner from The Gold Diggers of 1935. Come on along and listen to the lullaby of Broadway, the hip and ballet the lullaby of Broadway. He also won an Oscar for You'll Never Know from Hello Frisco in 1943. You'll never know just how much I miss you. You'll never know just how much I care. And he wrote On the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe, an Oscar winner from the Harvey Girls of 1946. Back in Ohio, where I come from, I've done a lot of dreaming and I've traveled some, but I never thought I'd see the day when I ever took a ride on the Santa Fe. He also composed the theme music for The Californians from 57 to 59, and he wrote the theme music for the final season of Tales of Wells Fargo in 1961. The lyrics were written by Harold Adamson. Adamson was born December 10, 1906, died August 17, 1980, at the age of 73. The theme music was performed by the Ken Darby Singers, which was an all-male chorus. It was performed a cappella to avoid the costs incurred when using an orchestra. And this tune was the first theme song composed by a major Hollywood songwriter for a Western television series. Now let's listen to the theme. We're going to listen to the 1955 to 1961 closing title theme music. up the country, the old wild west country, he made law and order prevail. And none can deny it, the legend of Wyatt forever will live on the trail. Oh, Wyatt Earp, Wyatt Earp, brave, courageous, and bold. Long live his fame, and long live his glory, and long may his story be You can go to get the very best When you say but You've said the word that means you like to do it all 
when you say but. It means you want the beer that's got a taste that's number one. When you say but, you tell the world you know what makes it all the way. When you say but, you say you care enough to only want the king of beers. There is no other one. There's only something less. Because the king of beers is leading all the rest. When you say but, Pfizer, you've said it all. Cheyenne was a Western drama that premiered on ABC TV on September 20, 1955, as part of a trilogy of series broadcast under the umbrella title Warner Brothers Presents, along with two other series, Casablanca and King's Row. All three series were based, at least in part, on earlier Warner Brothers movies. Casablanca and King's Row lasted only one season, but Cheyenne didn't end until September 13, 1963, seven years after the Warner Brothers Presents umbrella title and the rotating trilogy concept had been dropped. There were only 108 black-and-white 60-minute episodes of Cheyenne produced, despite the series' run of eight years. The comparatively low number of episodes is attributed to the fact that the show was rarely ever shown two weeks in a row and was plagued by production problems. Cheyenne was popular, though, ranking in the top 30 from 1957 until 1961. Cheyenne followed the adventures of Cheyenne Brody, an ex-frontier scout, as he wanders around the Old West in the 1860s and 1870s, often stopping to help pioneering homesteaders with their troubles, or taking on conflicts with the bad men of the West who wanted to do others harm. The at least 6-foot-5-inch-tall Brody was a formidable presence as he drifted from job to job and town to town on the Western frontier. Cheyenne Brody was portrayed by tall, rugged actor Clint Walker. Walker, born May 30, 1927, and still with us today at age 88, became a star because of this series. He later became active in movies, most notably starring in the 1967 World War II drama The Dirty Dozen. He returned to TV in 1974 in the short-lived adventure series Kodiak. Walker became one of the first TV actors ever to walk off of a series over a contract dispute. He left Cheyenne after three years when negotiations broke down over the stringent requirements of his contract. The show continued on without him, with Ty Harden as a new character, Bronco Lane, during the 1958-59 season. The contract dispute with Warner Brothers was settled in 1959 with Walker returning as Cheyenne Brody and Ty Harden continuing on as Bronco Lane in a spin-off series called Bronco, which we'll talk about later. Walker remained as Cheyenne Brody until the series ended, despite his continued grumbling over the contract and his perception that the character of Cheyenne had become stale. I'm like a caged animal, he said at the time. Like most of the Warner Brothers series at that time, Cheyenne was lavishly produced, with all episodes individually scored by various composers. The opening theme music for the entire run of the series was composed by William Lava. Lava, born March 18, 1911, died February 20, 1971, aged 59, was a veteran TV composer. He later became the lead music conductor and composer for the Warner Brothers animated cartoons in 1962, replacing Carl W. Stalling. The closing theme for the first season of Cheyenne was an instrumental tune written by famed composers Jerry Livingston and Mac David. More about them later. From the second season on, the closing theme song utilized Lava's opening music along with new lyrics by country singer-songwriter Stan Jones. Jones, born June 5, 1914, died December 13, 1963, aged 49, is probably best known for writing the song Ghost Riders in the Sky. An old cowpoke went riding out one dark and windy day Upon a ridge he rested as he went along his way When all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows he saw A-plowing through the ragged skies And up a cloudy draw In the sky. 
Now let's listen to the closing theme by William Lava and Stan Jones entitled Brody and used from Will Travel was a Western drama that premiered on CBS on September 14, 1957, and ran until September 21, 1963. There were 225 black and white 60 minute episodes produced. The show was extremely popular, ranking fourth in the ratings in its first season, third place for seasons two through four, and 29th place for its final two seasons. Have Gun, Will Travel was a very original Western, pitting the forces of good and evil against each other within the sparse setting of the Old West. Episodes revolve around the character of Paladin, no first name was ever revealed, a college-educated and well-read Civil War veteran who sets up business in San Francisco's Hotel Carlton as a private vigilante, not unlike the TV character of Robert McCall in The Equalizer 30 years later. Paladin wore a black outfit, has a paladin or chest knight printed on his business card, quoted Shakespeare, and used his excellent marksmanship to defeat whatever embodiment of evil he encountered. Richard Boone played Paladin. Boone, born June 18, 1917, died January 10, 1981 at age 63, had earlier starred in the medical drama Medic. Conrad Steiner, Doctor of Medicine. Tonight's story has the title, Walk with Lions. Guardian of birth, healer of the sick, comforter of the aged. And the qualities of the worthy physician are three. The eye of an eagle, the heart of a lion, the hand of a woman. He would later star in The Richard Boone Show, a unique anthology drama series that utilized a permanent repertoire company of actors, along with himself, in each week's episode. It only lasted one season. His final series was Heck Ramsey, which ran as part of the NBC Sunday Mystery movie from 1972 to 1974. Boone claimed at the time that the title character of Heck Ramsey, an old gunfighter living at the turn of the 20th century, was really that of Paladin, now grown older and grizzled. Boone himself is distantly related to pioneer man Daniel Boone and to singer Pat Boone, and his portrayal of Paladin garnered him two Emmy nominations for Best Actor in a Dramatic Series. The opening theme music for Have Gun, Will Travel was composed by famed movie composer Bernard Herrmann. Herrmann, born June 29, 1911, died December 24, 1974, at age 63, is best known for his scores and theme music for Alfred Hitchcock movies, notably Psycho... by Northwest, and countless others. He also composed the theme music for the 1941 classic Citizen Kane. (laughs) 
His theme for Have Gun, Will Travel was also used during the closing credits of the show's first season. During production of the second season in the summer of 1958, Richard Boone heard actor Johnny Western, a guest star in one of the episodes, improvising lyrics about Paladin while playing a version of Ghost Riders in the Sky on his guitar between takes on the lot. Boone liked what he had heard and encouraged the show's producer and co-creator Sam Rolfe to incorporate the lyrics into the series' closing titles theme music, beginning with the second season. Boone and Rolf arranged a demo of the tune to be recorded, and within days they had pitched it to the execs at CBS without Johnny Western's knowledge. The executives approved the tune, and Western recorded the final version used over the closing credits for the rest of the series' run. The song was called The Ballad of Paladin, and became a big hit for the show, and for singer Dwayne Eddy, whose version of the song hit number 33 on the Billboard charts in 1962. Now let's listen to two themes from Have Gun, Will Travel. The first is the opening theme music composed by Bernard Herrmann and with a voiceover by Richard Boone as Paladin. The second is the closing theme used from the second season onward, The Ballad of Paladin, written and performed by Johnny Western. came to me with a torch and a gun? You call it righteousness? Call it by its right name. Murder. have to make such a big production out of everything. Sugarfoot is a light-hearted Western drama that premiered on ABC on September 17, 1957 and ended on ABC on July 3, 1961. There were 69 black-and-white 60-minute episodes produced. The series was never a hit in the top 30 in the ratings. It was produced by Warner Brothers. Sugarfoot followed the day-to-day life of Tom Brewster, a gentle, amiable cowpoke who studies law through a correspondence course, all the while learning life lessons while living in the Old West of the 1860s. Tom Sugarfoot Brewster was played by Will Hutchins. Hutchins, born May 5, 1930, and still alive today at age 85, later played Woodrow Woody Banner in the 1966-67 sitcom Hey Landlord, and Dagwood Bumstead in the 1968-1969 revival sitcom Blondie. He also guest starred on countless episodic series in the 1960s and 1970s, and co-starred with Andy Griffith in the 1958 movie comedy No Time for Sergeants. The opening theme to Sugarfoot throughout its run was based on the theme to the 1951 movie of the same name, with music by famed movie composer Max Steiner, best known for his score for the 1939 classic Gone with the Wind. 
bridge by Ray Heindorf was also added. In 1958, lyrics to the tune were added for use in the closing theme. The lyrics were written by award-winning lyricist Paul Francis Webster. Webster, born December 20, 1907, died March 22, 1984, at the age of 76, won Oscars for the songs The Shadow of Your Smile from 1965's The Sandpiper, Secret Love from Calamity Jane in 1953. Once I had a secret love that lived within the heart of me. And for the title song from the 1955 film Love is a Many Splendored Thing. He also wrote lyrics for April Love, The Green Leaves of Summer, and countless others. In television, he is best known for the lyrics to the memorable theme of the animated series Spider-Man in 1967. Spider-Man, Let's listen to the closing theme for the 1958 to 1961 episodes of Sugarfoot. Sugarfoot, Sugarfoot, easy loaf and cattle rope and Sugarfoot, carefree as the tumbleweeds, a-tuckin' along with a heart cold, a song and a rightful and a volume of the law. Sugarfoot, Sugarfoot, never underestimate a Sugarfoot, once you get his dander up. Ain't no one who's quicker on the draw. You'll find him on the side of law and order from the Mexicali border to the rolling hills of Arkansas. Sugarfoot, Sugarfoot, easy lope and cattle rope and Sugarfoot, riding down. Wagon Train was a long-running Western drama that debuted on NBC on September 18, 1957, where it ran until September 12, 1962. The show moved to ABC on September 19, 1962, and ran until September 5, 1965. A total of 286 episodes were produced, including 228 black-and-white 60-minute episodes, 32 black-and-white 90-minute episodes, and 26 color 60-minute episodes. The show was a steady ratings winner, ranking 23rd its first season, rising to second place for seasons 2, 3, and 4, hitting number 1 its fifth season, then dropping to 25th in its sixth season when it moved to ABC. In 1963, its 7th and 2nd on ABC, the show expanded to 90 minutes in length in response to the popularity of TV's first 90-minute western, The Virginian, which had premiered the year before. In its 8th and final season, Wagon Train returned to a 60-minute format with color episodes. Each season in this big Western drama began in the years following the Civil War with a wagon train leaving St. Joseph, Missouri and finishing the season in California. The show was essentially a character study, with each episode focusing on the people who come in and out at various times as the train rolls along. Many of the characters often seen in only one or two episodes were played by some of the biggest names in television and movies, giving individual episodes the feel of a Western movie each week a fact that made the show one of the most popular westerns on TV. Ward Bond played the first wagon master, Major Seth Adams. Bond, born April 9, 1903, died November 5, 1960, at the age of 57, 
was a veteran movie actor, starring in countless movies through the 1940s and 1950s, such as The Maltese Falcon, The Searchers, Rio Bravo, The Quiet Man, Hondo, Mr. Roberts, and countless others. His death in 1960 was a blow to the series' producers, but a new wagon master was brought on, character actor John McIntyre, as Christopher Hale. McIntyre, born June 27, 1907, died January 30, 1991 at the age of 83, was himself a veteran movie and TV actor, often playing older grizzled types. He appeared in the movies Call Northside 777, Winchester 73, Psycho, where he played the judge, Elmer Gantry, and many others. On TV, he appeared regularly on Naked City, The Virginian, and Aaron's Way. In 1974, he even appeared with his wife of many years, Jeanette Nolan, in one episode of the short-lived spin-off of Gunsmoke, Dirty Sally. Also in the cast of Wagon Train were Robert Horton as Flint McCullough, Frank McGrath as Charlie Wooster, Scott Miller as Duke Shannon, Terry Wilson as Bill Hawks, and Robert Fuller as Cooper Smith. Fuller had appeared regularly in an earlier TV western, Laramie, and later gained recognition as the grumbling Dr. Kelly Brackett at Rampart Hospital in Emergency in 1972. The first season theme was an instrumental tune composed by Henri René, with never-heard lyrics by Bob Russell. For the second season, a new tune was commissioned, this time by Oscar winner Sammy Fain, with lyrics heard only in the closing theme by Jack Brooks. For the third season, and from then on, the most well-known theme of the series, Wagon's Ho, was composed by Jerome Moros, from a motif used in his score for the 1959 film The Jayhawkers. We'll now listen to the various themes used during Wagon Train's long run. First up are the 1957 to 1958 opening and closing themes composed by Henri René and Bob Russell. the 1958-1959 opening and closing themes composed by Sammy Fain and Jack Brooks.
grass Rolling over mountains where there ain't no pass Sitting all aboard, high in the weather Praying to the Lord we stay together Side by side on the wagon train Wagon train, all along Picking up a passenger at every time Wondering if he's ever gonna shoot you down Looking for a pal, ain't it a pity? Looking for a gal, needn't be pretty If she arrived on the wagon train Wagon, oh, gotta keep them on the run Time to go and follow the sun Roll along, wagon train Never had a cabin near a gentle stone only had a wagon and a forward and forward Sitting on a board, high in the weather Praying to the Lord, we stay together Side by side, on the wagon train Finally, let's listen to the best-known wagon train theme, the one used from 1959 to 1965 by Jerome Moros. Maverick was a light-hearted Western drama that ran on ABC from September 22, 1957 until July 8, 1962. 124 black-and-white 60-minute episodes were produced. The show hit number 6 in the ratings during Season 2 and 19th place in its third season and made a star of James Garner. This classic Western followed two adventurous brothers, Brett and Bart Maverick, as they travel from town to town searching for fortune as professional poker players. The series focused on the brothers' wit and sense of humor to help folks out of their trouble, all the while trying to appeal to the fairer sex. Two different production crews worked on the episodes, one crew for each brother, and the Brett episodes are generally better than the Bart ones. James Garner played Brett Maverick for the first three seasons. Garner, born April 7, 1928, died July 19, 2014 at the age of 86, later became a bona fide movie star, 
with leading roles in The Great Escape, Move Over Darling, The Americanization of Emily, Support Your Local Sheriff, Victor Victoria, Tank, Murphy's Romance, Barbarians at the Gate, Space Cowboys, and many others. He returned to TV in 1971 with Nichols for one season. He scored a big TV hit with The Rockford Files from 1974 to 1980, produced by his former Maverick producer, Roy Huggins. After Rockford, Garner appeared regularly in a sequel to Maverick for one season entitled Brett Maverick. Too many dusty trail towns, too few and far between. Tired saloons and sawdust covered floors. Too many one more showdowns and aces over queens. Winning's just a way of keeping score. He also appeared in Space, a 1985 miniseries, Man of the People, a sitcom from 1991, First Monday, a courtroom drama from 2002, And Eight Simple Rules from 2002 to 2005. Jack Kelly played Bart Maverick. Kelly, born September 16, 1927, and died November 7, 1992 at the age of 65, never achieved the stardom of the actor that played his TV sibling. When Garner left Maverick in 1960 over a contract dispute, Roger Moore was brought in to play his British cousin, Beauregard Maverick. Of course, we all know Roger Moore from the James Bond movies of the 1970s. The penultimate season saw Robert Colbert as Brent Maverick, brought in to replace Moore, whose contract with Warner Brothers had ended. It didn't help, and the final season consisted of a few new Bart episodes mixed with reruns of Brett and Brett and Bart episodes. The theme music was composed by David Butolf. Butolf, born April 3, 1902, died January 1, 1980 at the age of 80, was a veteran B-movie and TV composer with countless credits to his name, including scoring the series Conflict. The lyrics for Maverick's theme were penned by the aforementioned Paul Francis Webster and were heard only in the closing credits from the second season onward. Let's listen to both the 1957-62 opening and the 1958-62 closing themes to Maverick. Warner Brothers Television Production. Who is the tall, dark stranger there? Maverick is the name. Riding the trail to who knows where Luck is his companion Gambling is his game Smooth as a handle on a gun Maverick is the name Wild as a wind in Oregon Blowing up a canyon Easier to tame Riverboat, ring your bell Farewell, Annabelle Luck is a lady that he loves the best Living on Jackson, Queens Maverick is a legend of the West Riverboat, ring your bell Featherwell, Annabelle Luck is a lady that he loves the best 
attached to New Orleans, living on Jackson, Queens. Maverick is a legend of the West. Maverick is a legend of the West. Wanted Dead or Alive was a Western drama that premiered on CBS on September 6, 1958. It ended its network run on CBS on March 29, 1961. A total of 95 black-and-white 30-minute episodes were produced. The series ranked 16th in the ratings during its first season and 9th in its second season, but it fell out of the top 30 by its third and final season. Wanted Dead or Alive followed the exploits of Josh Randall, a no-nonsense but sympathetic bounty hunter in the Old West. A former Confederate soldier, Randall was adept at using his gun, a sawed-off Winchester carbine that he called the Mare's Leg, which always helped him bring in his man, dead or alive. Interestingly, the gun used in the show began production in 1892, but the series was set in the 1870s. Josh Randall was played by Steve McQueen. McQueen, born March 24, 1930, died November 7, 1980, at the age of 50, was a very famous movie star, the highest-paid movie actor of the 1960s. McQueen never worked in regular series TV again after this show. He starred in countless movies, beginning with The Blob, The Magnificent Seven, The Great Escape, The Sand Pebbles, The Thomas Crown Affair, The Cincinnati Kid, Papillon, Bullet, The Getaway, and The Towering Inferno. In his final movie, The Hunter, in 1980, McQueen once again played a bounty hunter, this time in present day. McQueen was slated to portray John Rambo in First Blood, but died before filming. Sylvester Stallone got the role instead. The opening and closing theme music was composed by Rudy Schrager. Schrager, born August 28, 1900, died August 24, 1983, at age 82, also composed the theme music for Johnny Ringo, which ran from 1959 to 1960. Let's listen now to Schrager's opening theme for Wanted, Dead or Alive. We'll be right back. Yeah. Oh, Sergio. Oh, Sergio. You caught my eye when you rocked your back. Oh, Sergio. The jeans you wear and the tie they wear. Oh, Sergio. Sergio Valente. Sergio Valente. Oh, Sergio. Bronco was a Western drama from Warner Brothers that premiered on ABC on September 23, 1958, and ended August 20, 1962. 69 black-and-white 60-minute episodes were produced. The show ran for four years despite never cracking the top 30 in the ratings. For its first two seasons, it alternated its time slot with Sugarfoot, then later with both Sugarfoot and Cheyenne for its third season, and finally with Cheyenne alone for its final season. Episodes of Bronco follow the adventures of a former Confederate Army officer, Bronco Lane, as he wanders the West after the Civil War. Ty Harden played Bronco Lane, first on episodes of Cheyenne during Clint Walker's walkout from that show, then in this spinoff. Harden, born January 1, 1930, and still alive today at age 85, later appeared in several movies, notably Merrill's Marauders, PT-109, and Battle of the Bulge. He also played Moss Andrews in the 1969 TV series Riptide. The music and lyrics for Bronco were composed by the famed composing team of Jerry Livingston and Mac David. Livingston, born March 25, 1909, died July 1, 1987 at the age of 78, and David, born July 5, 1912, died December 30, 1993 at the age of 81, collaborated on countless TV and movie themes, most of them pretty familiar. 
Among movie scores, they penned songs for Disney's Cinderella and Alice in Wonderland. They also wrote music for The Blob, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, and Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. TV themes include those for Hawaiian Eye, Hawaiian Eye, Hawaiian Eye, Hawaiian Eye, starring Anthony Isley, Hawaiian Eye, Robert Conrad, The Alaskans, Bourbon Street Beat, 77 Sunset Strip, 77 Sunset Strip. 77 Sunset Strip. 77 Sunset Strip. Starring Ephraim Jr. And the Roaring Twenties. They even wrote the song This Is It for the Bugs Bunny Show in 1960. And they also wrote the theme to Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color in 1964. Oh, what is a carousel of color? Wonderful, wonderful color. Walt Disney presents. Let's listen to the 1958-1962 closing theme to Bronco, composed by Jerry Livingston and Mac David, and arranged by Jack Halloran. Bronco, Bronco, tearing across the Texas plain. Bronco, Bronco, Bronco Lane. Next to a four-square Texas twister, you'd call a cyclone meek and mild. Never seen a twister, mister, till someone gets him riled. Bronco, Bronco, tearing across the Texas plain. Bronco, Bronco, Bronco Lane. Show me a gal who's kissed him once, I'll show you a gal who's kissed him twice. Once any gal has kissed him twice, she's dreaming of shoes and rice. Bronco, Bronco, the Texas Plain, Bronco, Bronco, Bronco Lane. The Texan was a Western drama that aired on CBS from September 29, 1958 until September 12, 1960. 79 black and white 30-minute episodes were made. The show was initially popular, ranking number 15 in its first season, but its audience dropped off considerably for its second season and CBS canceled it in 1960. The series followed the adventures of Texas gunfighter Bill Longley as he drifts around the state in the 1870s, helping townsfolk and pioneers in need of help. Veteran movie cowboy and character actor Rory Calhoun played Longley. Calhoun, born August 8, 1922, died April 28, 1999 at the age of 76, had appeared in countless movies from the 1940s onward, most of them westerns. After The Texan, he guest-starred in scores of TV episodes through the 1980s, including a three-episode stint as General George Meade in the 1982 miniseries The Blue and the Gray. The theme tune to the Texan was entitled Heavy Agitato and was composed by William G. Luce and John Seeley. Luce, born June 5, 1910 and died February 22, 1991, at age 80, wrote the theme music for several TV series, including The Donna Reed Show... Dennis the Menace. Now let's hear Heavy Agitato, the closing theme tune to The Texan by William G. Luce and John Seeley.
The Texan, starring Rory Calhoun, is presented by Viceroy. Viceroy Cigarettes, a thinking man's filter, a smoking man's taste. That's all for the very first episode of Tube Tunes. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd like to thank all of my intrepid listeners for sticking around until the end, and I really hope that you keep listening in the future. The next episode will be entitled A Wacky Week in 1965, and will explore the theme music of 11 crazy out-of-this-world sitcoms from a typical week 50 years ago in December 1965. I would personally like to thank Zerbinator for his guidance and encouragement as I embark on this new project. His expertise with podcasting was and is valuable to me, and I would encourage all of you to listen to all of his podcasts. They're a lot of fun. Just go to zerbinator.wordpress.com to find a list of his podcasts and to get started listening. I would also like to thank Zerbinator for composing the theme music to Tube Tunes, and you can find all of his fantastic music at zerbitron.bandcamp.com. Thanks, Burford. Finally, I would like to thank my adoring and adorable wife, Lizzie. She puts up with me in this strange podcasting thing with the patience of a saint, and I could never thank her enough, but I will try. Nudge, nudge, snap, snap, grin, grin, wink, wink, say no more. Thanks and credit should also be given to the Free Music Archive and the song and artist used in this episode under the Creative Commons license, Hoedown, by Jason Shaw. Episodes of Tube Tunes can be found on iTunes and on Stitcher or through the Tube Tunes blog page at tubetunespodcast.blogspot.com. Tube Tunes can also be found on Facebook at facebook.com slash tubetunes and on Twitter at tubetunespod. Be sure to check out the Tube Tunes website at tubetunes.net. Finally, emails may be sent to mark at tubetunes.net. Thank you. Support for Tube Tunes is made possible by a grant from the Telesearch Group and by the generous support of listeners like you. Thank you. This is station WABC-TV New York, Channel 7. Now speaking for the entire staff. On behalf of WNBC-TV, WCBS-TV in New York. Good morning.